Haven of Hope Church, a true Pentecostal church with outward and upward praise and worship of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. In the coming fulfillments of the prophecies of the scriptures, the sea of humanity, in need and without hope, will flood our church. As God has promised in a word to us, if you remain faithful to me, I will remain faithful to you. With that promise in mind and the word that God has given us, we now know that Jesus Christ, through his church, has become the haven of hope for the hopeless. Haven of Hope Church, bringing hope to the hopeless in a hopeless world. Your hope is here. His name is Jesus. Welcome to Hope for the Hopeless, the sanctuary ministry of the Haven of Hope Church of God at 289 Acock Dairy Farm Road in Fremont, North Carolina, just off Highway 222 between Kinley and Fremont, and just off Memorial Church Road outside of Fremont. We pray the day finds you blessed and highly favored of the Lord. The scripture says to give honor where honor is due and to tribute to whom tribute. And we would like to take this opportunity to say a very special thank you to Sister A.Z. Hubbard and the Save News Network for making this ministry opportunity available to us here at the Haven of Hope Church. The following service is from our Sunday morning church service. Now we're all home folk and we're all just family of God. But all together we'll all be having church and praising and worshiping God together as well as, the, as being fed the word of God. It's our continued prayer that you are blessed of God and you may be blessed by these services. Now here's the message on Hope for the Hopeless from the Haven of Hope Church. 2 Samuel chapter 9 and verse 1. If you're capable of standing, please stand to honor the reading of God's word. Amen. And David said, Is there yet any that is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Right. And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king says, There is not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show kindness of God unto him. And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Monsieur, the son of Amiel, in Lodibar. Then king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Monsieur, the son of Amiel, from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, when Mephibosheth the son of Jonathan, was the son of, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldst look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertained to Saul to all his house. Thou therefore that there, and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that, may, that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said unto the king, According to all that my lord hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a son whose name was Misha. And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. Would you stretch your hands this way and pray for me this morning? 
My Father God, I approach your throne today. Seeking your God, your divine unction. Seeking your God that you would pour out of your blessing upon me today, your God, your vessel, your servant. I know me, your God, with your word, with your power, with your spirit, that I might be. Dear God, the mouthpiece was with you. Send your word to this congregation. Help me, dear God, to lift up and magnify your name. And help me, dear God, to bring forth this word in a way that would glorify you in all the throne room of heaven. And let it would go forward, dear God, in a way that would glorify you in all the earth. And all those under the sound of my voice, dear God, as this word comes forward, let them be blessed and let their souls be nourished by this word. In the blessed and holy and righteous name of Jesus, I thank you and pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 You can be seated. Mephibosheth. When David became king, all of Saul's house got crazy. And all the, the servants and all the family took to running and hiding because Saul had been trying to kill David. Saul had made an, tried to make an enemy out of David. And as far as Saul was concerned, he was his enemy. But Saul's son, Jonathan, was David's best friend. They were closer than brothers. And David, he was one who was like God. He, had, he was one who was after God's own heart. But that, usually when a king is, is dethroned and another king takes over, that new king coming in, you know what he does? He kills everybody in the house. He kills all the servants, all those who were within the court. He kills them all. So these people were took to running and hiding. They, they, and this nursemaid of Jonathan's had his young son, <coughs> Mephibosheth, and she took to running. And she fell when they were leaving. And when she fell, she, she broke both his ankles and his feet. And he became lame. And he grew up not being able to walk well. And became lame and limp. Now what they did was they went running and hiding from David. And they went to a land called Lodibar. Now Lodibar was out of the way. It was a place that nobody wanted. Because Lodibar, you could barely get anything to grow in that ground. It, the, the, the ground was salty. It had chemicals in it. You could barely get anything to grow. You could barely raise any cattle or any livestock there. And they were literally living hand to mouth. They were literally just living in poverty. Someone who had been living in the king's palace was now living in misery and in squalor. And David was so distraught. And as time went on, it became aware of his heart. What about my love for Jonathan and his family? I need to... And he called forth Ziba, the, Jonathan's servant, and he said, Is there anybody left of the family that I can just show mercy and kindness to because of my love for Jonathan? And Ziba said, Well, he's got a son. And he said, Well, where is it? He said, He's over in Lodibar. And David knew about Lodibar. He knew about how terrible a place Lodibar was. So he sent servants to go get him and to bring him. Now, obviously, by the time they got to where Mephibosheth was and his servants, they were expecting that the king found me, he's going to bring me in to kill me. But David had done said. He had said it already. I want to bless the family of Jonathan. So somebody had obviously related this to Mephibosheth that he didn't run. The king called him and he came forward. And when he came to David, he fell down and genuflected and said, here, here I am. I'm nothing but a dog. And David said, get up, boy. You are the king's grandson. You are Jonathan's son. You are of royalty. I will take care of you. And he told Ziba, he said, Ziba, get all your sons and all your servants. And you go, and everything that used to belong to Saul and that used to belong to, to Jonathan is now yours, Mephibosheth. It's yours. It belongs to you. And 
eat with me every night. He's, he's of the royal family. He's going to eat like royal family. Now, can you imagine feeding Mephibosheth out there in Lodibar? And that it was nothing but a dump. Michael go ahead and say it's where everybody dumped everything that they didn't want. And he was out there living and just barely getting by and just barely making it and couldn't even get out and do the work himself because he was lame. And he can't, I can imagine being Mephibosheth laying out there going, Dear God, what did I do? Have you ever been there? Yeah. Have you ever been to the point that you're thinking, why am I here? Why am I like this? Why do I have to suffer so? Why do I have to go through all of this? All right. Yes. But saints of God, has there ever been a time that you suffered that way? I'll do it. 
myself. So I had to call Sister Renee. I had to wake her up. Call her out there to come work with me. And she came out there to help me. Bless God, about 8 o'clock last night, I got it done. Now, I was coming down. I stopped. We stopped in the middle of the day when it got really hot because we would touch the metal bars and it would cook our fingers. We had to stop in the middle of that. Took about two hours off, and in that time, I went down. And as I was going down, I was walking down to my office, and I heard in my spirit, I heard the words, I will rise. Jesus. And then I heard it again, I will rise and go to Jesus. And then I heard that song, Shouting Time. I will rise and go to Jesus. He will take me in his arms, in the arms of Christ our Savior. Oh, there are ten thousand charms. And I started thinking about that, and the words, I will rise, just kept resonating within me. And y'all know something about walking down there today? I can't hardly stand up. <laughs> I am so stiff and so sore. But when I got done with that thing last night, the Lord said to me, see where I have brought you from. See, and I, <laughs> I was rejoicing. I was so pleased with myself, and I was so pleased with God, and I was so pleased with Sister Renee. I was so proud of myself and so glad I shall arise from the depths of my unhealthiness. Thanks to God. I will rise. Amen. And I'm not saying that just for me today. Because I will arise out of what I have been put through. I will arise with the help of God. I'm saying it to you today too. You shall rise. Thank you. 
exactly now. It's human nature. And I pride myself on being an intelligent man. But I took a job at a church one time. This church called me to go be their youth pastor, children's pastor, minister of Christian education. They came looking at me. I didn't want to go. I heard about this place. And the pastor said, I want to meet with you and discuss the possibility of you coming. He said, let's go have lunch. And on the way to lunch, I saw a vision. When I got to the restaurant, the vision I saw was sitting on the front of the restaurant. I said, God's talking to me today. Well, that pastor asked me what I wanted. This was a long time back. Asked me what I wanted to come. I, I said, well, I, I don't really want to go. So I'm going to make this as, as high as I can. On $54,000 a year, a youth pastor. <laughs> he said, okay. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, you come on. I said, okay. I went to that job. I had to leave for a day and the kids here for three months because they were still in school. We had a house here. We bought a house there. And in the first three months while they were living here and I was living there, I put $20,000 in the bank. Yes. And the first weekend they showed up, when they moved in, and they started asking, Daddy, can I have? Daddy, can I have? Well, you know what I had been telling my kids all that time? I'm sorry. I, we can't get that because Daddy ain't got the money. We just can't do it. Daddy ain't got the money. Daddy had the money. And when they started saying, Daddy, can I? <laughs> and I started saying, yeah, they did. In three weeks' time, I was bouncing checks. <laughs> now, see, I told you all that to let you know where this young son, this prodigal son was. His daddy gave him every half of everything he owned. And he was one of the richest men in the country. His daddy gave him half of everything. And that guy, he went to town. And he made some friends. When I was in high school, I was the only one with a job. And I had some friends. And I, got, I had a good job. At 19 years old, I was bringing home $680 a paycheck. And that was in 1982, 81, 82. That was some money. And Monday morning, after hanging out with my friends, I couldn't buy gas for my car. And they would get mad at me when I didn't have more money. And most of them, if I ran out of money, they would just, I'd say, look, I need a couple bucks for gas. Sorry. And leave me stranded where I was. The prodigal son, he took all of his wealth. He was a rich man. He went to town and he made friends. He made friends so fast. He had friends like I had. They loved him. He went and made all this money. And he, he all he was buying them food. He was buying them. Now, he was not a righteous man. So he was buying them women, he was buying them drinks, he was buying them drugs, he was buying whatever they wanted. They had everything. They partied high. Until one day, this prodigal son, he looked and he didn't have no more money in the wallet. And he said, hey man, uh, I've been buying all this and I'm broke. Can you, uh, can you front me a little? No, sorry. Who are you? And he was out there way far away from where he lived. He couldn't get home. So he had to go find a job. Well, you can tell about what kind of worker he was. He's a little rich kid. So he went looking at a job. What can you do? I can sit on my butt and drink and eat. <laughs> my daddy was rich. Well, I ain't got no job for you. 
pay the tithes. And I've been thinking, what are we going to do? As a matter of fact, I was wondering today how we pay this kind of um, few weeks' bills because we are at that point. And, you know, as a pastor, that kind of thing stresses a man. But I'll tell you this, I know what the Lord spoke to me yesterday. He said, I will rise. Yes. And he wasn't saying it to me as if he will rise because he is already high in his bill. Yes. But he was saying it to me as if I should say, I will rise. And then he told me to say to you, I will rise. Yes. Let me ask you something. Think about where you are. Think about what the enemy has tried to do to you. Think about what he has laid low in your life. Think about the trouble and the turmoil he's tried to bring against you. And are you any worse off than Mephibosheth at Muddy Bar? Are you any worse off than having been so useless you couldn't do anything for yourself for four years? Have you any worse off than that prodigal son who was once rich but now living with the hogs and eating their leftovers? And, and you know, living with the hogs, he's living in that mess. You can't get off your hands. But all those the Lord said, I will arise. Yes, God. Thank you. Would you bow Have you found yourself wondering what it is you're going to do? What are you going to do? You might be watching my live stream or listening by radio. Have you found yourself to the point that you don't understand? You don't know what you're going to do, what, how you're going to make it, you don't know which way you're going to go. Are you beginning to question, I, what, what can I do next week? What am I going to be able to do next week? How am I going to get through next week? I want, I want to say something to you. You shall rise. You need to put your trust in the Lord. You need to put your trust in Him. Do not go by what you see. Do not go by what you know is happening around you. Don't go by what you can imagine, what you know, what you see, but go by what thus saith the Lord. He is Jehovah Jireh. Yes. Jehovah Jireh means I am your God, your yes. provider. Hallelujah. Say to yourself right now, service is covered by our CCLI copyright license, A2095-8803, and our CCLI Streaming Plus license, A2095-8810. We thank you for joining us for Hope for the Hopeless on Save News Radio. Join us each week on the air or at the Haven of Hope Church at 289 Acock Dairy Farm Road in Fremont, North Carolina, just off Highway 222 between Kinley and Fremont and just off Memorial Church Road just outside of Fremont, North Carolina. 
Service times are Sunday school at 10 a.m., morning worship at 11 a.m., Sunday evening worship at 6 p.m., with fellowship dinner following the service in the fellowship hall each Sunday night, Tuesday night old-fashioned prayer and deliverance service at 7.40 p.m., and Wednesday night youth church with the flood at 7.30 p.m., or on our Facebook page, Haven of Hope Church. Come and join us at the Haven of Hope Church, Hope for the Hopeless in a Hopeless World. Your hope is here. His name is Jesus.